0: Hello and welcome. This is Adventures of a Teaching Artist. I am your host, Madeline, and this is the podcast where we talk all about education, art, and theater. Today we have a special guest. Her name is Trinity, and she will be talking to us about the hit sensation Hamilton from the perspective of a history major. So let's get into it. I'm with Trinity Stevenson. How are you? I'm good. Thank you for having me on the show.
1: <laughs> um, I'm Trinity. I am a junior at Co. College in Iowa. I'm a history major and a secondary education minor, so I want to teach history, obviously.
0: <laughs> I love that. Oh my gosh, what got you interested in history? I okay.
1: I should have <laughs> known I wanted to be a history teacher, because I love museums, I love the movie National Treasure, I, ju- I just love history, but I took um, U.S. American history post-Civil War up until, like, and then through, like, the 1990s, and I loved it, and I fell in love with it, and I just decided right then and there I was going to be a history major. So, yeah. I that. What also made you want to teach history? I have always been a very didactic person i like to teach i like and i like education and i realized how much power history has Mm. and how it can just really i I think to me learning about history gives you strength Mm -hmm. because you can see what other people have accomplished and you're like okay i can do that too you know so yeah
0: Going along with that, how do you think, like, representation within history impacts students' perceptions of themselves? So
1: important. Because for a long time, we focused on top-down history is what Mm. they call it. So we focused on the kings, the presidents, the wealthy. And we looked at them, and we started their history. And there is validity in that. There's importance in that. But... I like to focus on in history in itself has shifted towards a bottom up approach Mm -hmm. and where we look at the masses, we look at the everyday people, because for the majority of us, we can see ourselves more in that. And those are the people that really make the change when you look at history.
0: really interested okay so everyone knows about Hamilton and yes. it's, uh, it, it's one of the most popular pieces of art I think ever at this point point. Um, and I'm wondering from like a historical perspective like why do you like this show and what what do you think that it can do for like a general audience who doesn't have a historical background
1: yeah I think Hamilton is fun <laughs> and in any, any subject area, but particularly history, I think because, well, every subject area has a bad rap, but, you know, people view history as boring and like, why should we learn about it? And Hamilton makes people want to learn. You know, you hear one song, you listen to one song, you really like it, and then that might inspire you to actually look up what happened and get a, a bigger, better understanding of the context in which Hamilton takes place in. And so, I don't, it's just fun. And I think people (laughs) like fun. And if they think it's fun, then they're gonna be more interested in the topic.
0: Uh, What I found really interesting is I was on this like Facebook teacher group thing, and a teacher had shared this video, and it's like this fairly popular YouTube, reacting to Hamilton, and he was like, you know, I really wasn't gonna watch this thing, but, like, I'll do it for you guys, and he actually was, like, so invested in the show itself, and was like, wait, hold on, I need, I need to go back and, like, rewatch that, like, that was so cool, and I'm wondering, how can, how can we continue to make history cool, so students actually are, like, intrigued and wanting to learn more about it? I think
1: you know making more shows making more songs uh, making history more accessible i think that's the other thing mm-hmm. too is like hamilton i mean obviously theater in itself is kind of a a classist thing in a way because typically it's for people who are more wealthy but by especially by putting hamilton on disney plus you know and like making it accessible the music's on youtube it allows people to just try
0: it, like you said, and then they get interested in it. Nice. I'm so excited. I'm, I want to talk in this episode just about the show itself. Um, and then in the next episode, we can kind of dig a little bit deeper into things. So I'm wondering, what are just your general favorite parts of the show? So many.
1: <laughs> um, I love Skylar Sisters. I love Wait For It. I love one last time. That song is brilliant. It is brilliant. The way they incorporate the actual speech into the song, "Guns and Ships, Battle of Yorktown." I mean, I love it all. I I I did enjoy the first half more than
0: the second half. I don't know why. I think that I think that energy. There's, like, more there. And I think this happens a lot of the time in theater in general. It's, like, you have this, like, banger start and, like, everything is great. And then you just kind of get this lull in the middle. Mm -hmm. And then you get, ah, here's, like, this epic ending. And I think it kind of fell into that, like, theatrical pattern. Mm
1: -hmm. And I I, I mean, I love the end. I love Who Lives, Who Dies, Who Tells Your Story. That's a great song. I don't know. What are
0: your favorite songs? I, I... I will forever love wait for it. It's my all time favorite song in that entire show. I think it just really resonates, at least with me, and I and I think it can resonate with other people my age. Like, like I'm gonna wait for like the things that I want, but also like I'm still working for it. Mm-hmm. Like I'm not just gonna like sit around and like expect it. Um, at least that's how I take the song, and also just the fact that like, I'm in charge of. Me myself and I like that's mm-hmm. the only thing in my life that I can control, and so if I'm able to actually like maintain my emotions and like work through what I need to work through, like I think everything else around me will f- kind of fall into place. Mm-hmm. Um, that's interesting. Sorry, I don't. No, yeah, yeah, no, yeah, go for it. But
1: like, how we all take different things from the songs. Cause those songs because those songs are so complex too. Because you know, it's it's covering a a big historical moment. But like for me, waiting for it, what I took from it is like life doesn't discriminate between the sinners and the saints, you know, like, everyone is gonna go through hardships, everyone's gonna have good things, you can't choose your lot in life, and everyone's gonna go through the same things to a certain extent, so I just think that's interesting how we all take different things from the songs.
0: And I also love that you have a sinner-saint tattoo, Yes. What, what does that mean for you, is it related to the show at all? I had,
1: I, so I guess technically I saw the play before I got the tattoo, Mm -hmm. and it kind of got me started on the idea, but to me, sinners and saints, the idea of the tattoo, uh, if you're interested you can see it on my social media if you ever find me. Um, (laughs) uh, the idea of the tattoo is that we're all sinners and we're all saints. We all do bad things and we all do good things. Nothing is just one or the other, and to me that gives me hope. Because Mm -hmm. people can be better. Things can get better. And even if you have sinner tendencies, if you have bad things inside of you, I personally believe that the good is always going to outweigh the bad. Mm -hmm. And that's just optimistic to me. So, yeah.
0: I think... I think that can also relate to, like, a restorative justice approach, at least with, like, in theater. Like, I know that, like, the DU Prison Arts Initiative, which we'll talk about at some point, um, really works to use theater and also other forms of art to help the incarcerated find justice within themselves, mm-hmm. um, while also, like, changing the outside perspective of what it means to be incarcerated. And I, I like how that relates to sinners and saints, like... We're all just like one bad moment away from like being incarcerated mm-hmm. and like being perceived as like this evil person yeah. and being. And I think that just realizing that like no one is inherently just good or inherently just bad and like mm-hmm. we're a combination of all things is really important and like you said, empowering, inspiring, and hopeful. And yeah. And I think, too, like, even taking
1: this even broader into a different sense, like, thinking about, you know, Republican versus Democrat. None of us, none of us are truly as completely liberal or conservative as we think we are. Because at the end of the day, there are, there's always gray area. You can't get rid of it. And I think when we try to, by, like trying to separate into two different groups and only two groups we're doing ourselves a disservice you know as I, george washington says in the play you know having two sides isn't gonna work we can't have just one or the other it's not just this or that
0: yeah Ah, oh, so many things <laughs> to consider in this world um i uh, one of my favorite parts of hamilton um from like a theatrical perspective is the movement work that they include They have these absolutely beautiful tableau moments, so, like, frozen pictures, Mm -hmm. that are just breathtaking. And even, like, in the moments where they are moving, like, just, like, the slow kind of, like... Mm -hmm. It's really mesmerizing, and I also freaking love that set design. It's yeah. it's so smart. Like, in my brain, I was like, how are they gonna, like, switch between all of these places so fast, um, without knowing, like, what the show looks like or anything, but that set is so smart, especially mm-hmm. with, like, the, the turning tables. Yeah. Brilliant. I, I, I'm in awe, mm-hmm. um, and I'm wondering if the set, if you know, I don't know, um, is it, like, historically accurate in some sense?
1: I mean... I don't really know. I, I, They did a good job with the clothing, I know, is, is really okay. historically accurate. And, like you said, it covers so many different places that it's hard to say if it mm. is historically accurate. But I would guess it's relatively,
0: yeah. What, what um, because I know you mentioned Battle of Yorktown and Guns and Ships. Are those um, songs and also, like, their portrayal historically accurate?
1: They are. I know that, like, Battle of Yorktown, it, it, especially the way the song, like, ebbs and flows, like, it's kind of like a roller coaster, Mm. like, it's like, how are we gonna do this? Okay, we got this, and it's, like, kind of slow and sad, like, that reflects the battle. I'm sure if we were to look at a British account of the battle, maybe (laughs) it would be different, but I think that, you know, especially by including, like, King George and stuff, Mm. they do a good job at showing the other side. And where the British were coming from, in a sense. So, yeah.
0: Hmm. Hmm. Um, I'm wondering what visual things within the show stuck out to you or resonated. Definitely the
1: the circle in the middle. That, I mean, because I saw it in person here in, in Denver. And just was satisfied the way that all rolled out. Like, that was incredible. Um... I also recently watched a TikTok (laughs) about, um, the bullet, the fight scenes, Mm. the, the duel battles and how like the woman who is the bullet in each of those Mm. scenes, like how she represents death. Mm. And it's really interesting. I had to like go back and watch it. And like, there's actually a scene where Hamilton's son flirts with that character who is death right before he goes into the duel. So it's like, he's literally flirting with death.
0: Oh my gosh! Right,
1: that's incredible. That's that's brilliant. That's amazing. And I didn't even notice it until a TikTok pointed <laughs> it out to me.
0: I think, I think what I appreciate most about this show, or one of the things I appreciate most, is just how much of a lyrical genius Lin Manuel Miranda is. Yeah. I, every everything, I'm like, oh my god! And the way how he relates his lyrics to like hip-hop, and rap, and all of these different yeah. things that are typically, I think, like, in black culture, mm-hmm. is so, uh, it's, it's, it's so smart. It's so smart in, like, one, getting, like, people interested in history, and two, telling this, like, really complex story through complex rhythms and rhymes, and Yeah. I'm, I'm also wondering, because he chose to have um, people of color on stage representing these typically white people, and I'm wondering what your thoughts are on that portrayal. You know,
1: and we'll talk about this more in the second half of the controversy of it, but I think that's one of the things that makes Hamilton so, like, inspiring. Because you're seeing, it's almost like a form of reclamation. Mm -hmm. You you, need These people who are people of color, a lot of black actors and actresses, and they're kind of re claiming history in a way and obviously you can't rewrite history can't change what happened but by allowing them to play roles that they normally wouldn't have I mean most people wouldn't think to go see a show about our founding fathers and have a black man play George Washington like that just it's not what we typically think of but I think it's inspiring and I think it shows that you know people of color have a place in theater
0: and also history at that yeah, point too. Exactly. Like they, they're so glossed over that that like this is the time, mm-hmm. like, in political space. I think almost to be like, no, like you have like forgotten us, and like no, like we are here, mm-hmm, exactly. um, and we have been here. Yeah. So like now's the time that you actually see that we were in this history that all of you are taught, but like you don't learn about mm-hmm. us. If you haven't uh. seen Hamilton,
1: you <laughs> really should watch it. It's really good.
0: On Disney Plus, yes, it's on accessible.. Plus.
1: Yeah.
0: <laughs> All right, so I know that <laughs> social media is a beast, specifically Twitter. Um, and there was so much controversy over Hamilton, and whether or not people should even be supporting the show, and I'm wondering if you could um, talk about that controversy, and also, yes. how does it play out? <laughs> okay, let's
1: start, there's a, there's a lot of layers to this. First of all, do your research before you say stuff on Twitter, because people were saying that Hamilton owned slaves, and that is not true. He was, he wasn't rich enough until... Quite frankly, he married Eliza and then, you know, became a politician um, and a lawyer. He wasn't rich enough to own them and he never lived somewhere where he could own them. So let's get that straight. Second of all, by saying that we shouldn't talk about it at all or we shouldn't, you know, watch it, shouldn't support it, shouldn't do it, that's erasure. That's getting into erasure because it happened. Hamilton happened. Those things happened, and they're still important to talk about. And this is where I, you know, I talk about like judging history, judging the past, passing moral judgment. You can pass moral judgment without denouncing it itself, you know? Like, Hamilton and the founding father shouldn't not be talked about simply because. A majority of them were slave owners and they were racist and they were not feminist and they you know all that because once again they were operating and living within their time there weren't a lot of abolitionists back then. There were some I can give you examples of them you know people who were preaching about um, ever since the, the right of the since the Constitution was written and there were people who were talking about getting rid of slavery and all that But most people weren't like that. And so by denouncing Hamilton altogether because of that simple fact, it's not fair, I don't think. And that's not what we should be doing with history.
0: could have been a movie it could have been anything so what does it being a theatrical uh musical piece add to the history of this time period i
1: think it makes it i mean the further back you go to a certain point people don't want to learn about that history anymore. It, it's a weird phenomena, you know? Like, people want to learn about ancient Greece and ancient Rome, and then you get into modern-ish history, and then people are like, I don't care. But then modern, modern history people want to learn about. And that's fair. That's valid. So I think Hamilton being about what it is, it makes that time period much more accessible. It makes it feel more real, mm-hmm. you know? And I think it's important that it's a theater piece, because, like we talked about earlier, I mean, theater is, it's traditionally, like, a class divider. And by making it just more people want to see it, it's so much more interesting, we can bridge those gaps.
0: I also think that Lynn manuel Miranda has also been doing an incredible job of, like, making it accessible mm-hmm. to the students that, like, are being depicted. Um... And just, like, ah, there's so many programs that they have, but, like, they do have a a whole thing with students coming to see the show Mm -hmm. and, like, getting to interact with it. And I think that that in itself is super important and being able to be, like, oh, my, I'm learning about this thing. Even if it's, like, I'm a theater kid and I'm learning about stage management or I'm learning about acting and, like, the other side of, like, I'm a history kid and I'm learning about... The, you know, American Revolution. Like, yeah. it's just, it makes it, I think, more interesting from a student perspective. But even, even as just, like, an outsider, without considering education and learning in general, what an epic show. Exactly. Exactly. Everyone give it a chance.
1: <laughs> I know, like, everyone thinks that it's, like, you know, overplayed, overused, but it's great.
0: I think, it, and it's over used and like hyped up for a reason yeah like other things might just be like oh my gosh this is just like a fad but i think that this is a really important show in our current like political standing yeah definitely thanks for being with me i'm so excited um Where can people find you if they want to find you? You can find me on Instagram
1: at Trinity underscore Stevenson. That's probably the best way because I don't have Twitter anymore. (laughs) Um, Yeah, check me out there. Oh, I also have a blog that I don't post on regularly called uh, Sinners and Saints with two S's at the end dot blogs blogger dot blogspot,
0: dot blogger dot com.
1: I don't know. <laughs> Google it, you'll find it. <laughs> uh yeah, check me out.
0: <laughs> Amazing. Also, um don't forget to check out our blog, uh Adventures of a Teaching Artist. Um we have content from this week's episode along with a transcript. Um what else? Oh and I will also be having some educational resources for you all. I'm including a super fun bracket for your students to determine what the best Hamilton song is. Um, And yeah, so check that out. um, And we will see you in the next one. Bye. You so much for coming to learn with Trinity and I today. We are so happy that you listened into our interview. This was just part one, so stay posted for part two. Adventures of a Teaching Artist is created in collaboration with Ben Schwartz, who is our musical artist, and Ray Wolf, who is our graphic designer. Thank you so much for your art.